I am unashamed. What about you? Welcome back to Unashamed. I do want to take a moment to welcome all of our Spotify listeners. I know we're being featured on Spotify on this episode. Dad, do you know what the word Spotify means? If you're, I have no idea. <laughs> Spotify. Just thinking about Spotify. 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 I'm like, what? what? <laughs> got to remember. You got I'm, nothing. This, you I'm, got nothing. I'm computer ignorant, so that, that would that would. It is an interesting word. Shut me down right there. Al hopes it means uh, Joe Rogan deal. That's yeah, that's right. I'm thinking Joe Rogan deal. We know Joe Rogan is featured on here. I as thought well. Phil was going to say, you know, in in the most important thing in duck hunting, I guess besides being camouflage, is just to be on the exact spot. Yep. So I yep. thought he might say Spotify. you need to identify the spot. So it's a a combination of words. Identify and spot together, you got Spotify. Maybe we could, we could add that to the hunting lexicon. We could say, you know, there's ducks down there. They're up there on the upper pipeline up there. That's where we've Spotified them. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying, yeah. which I think goes in with the concept of what Spotify you is. You use it's terminology the, like that in and amongst a bunch of rednecks, you you won't get to first base. Well, I'm, well, I'm trying to explain. <laughs> we're expanding. Explain it's a place. Yeah, we're expanding. We're bringing in the love to so the redneck So it's a world. spot where people can listen to certain That's right. podcasts and I guess I don't and, know. And by the way, for those of you new, if it's the first time you're listening, this is kind of what it's like. We're kind of a, we're, we're a Bible study group, but it's Robertson style. And, uh, that's what we do. And so we're about to get into the book of Luke. We're about halfway through the book of Luke. It's but kind of a it's, Bible study. It's group. kind of a Bible study. But you come right in the yeah. middle, just like we've been talking about the blind movie, which is yeah. our, our new movie coming out. So, uh, But we're excited to have the Spotify folks in. So, we're, And by the way, you can ask, uh, you can submit questions uh, via Spotify uh, that will make it to us and, uh, and maybe hear your questions uh, at some point on air. So. Uh, welcome, Spotify listeners. We're you know, wouldn't you rather be on a team where whereby God has committed to us the message of reconciliation, mm-hmm. Jesus, his death for us, his burial, resurrection. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf be reconciled to God, God who who made him, who had no sin, Jesus, to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteous, righteousness of God. What a plan that carried through and went worldwide. Yeah. It's pretty amazing, boys. It is. Yes. It is. Yes. I mean, worldwide. Yeah. You say, exactly. man. And, and we get to and do And still it. ongoing. Yeah. And we get to talk about the Bible, uh, which is life-changing, as we've already mentioned, the, the story of Jesus along with Jesus' words, which is what we're studying now. So it's changed us and helped change other people as well. So, Zach, I feel like we need a drum roll. There we go. Did I hear that? Yeah, that's Did that good. work? Drum, drum roll. Okay. Uh, today is the day. We've been talking about this movie um, for so long, and today is the day it finally hits America and uh, we're super excited about it. 
Um, today we today we find out if our baby is ugly or <laughs> or beautiful. So it's up to y'all. You know, yeah, well, we've done a, the hard labor. What a morbid thought that is. Uh, <laughs> it feels like labor pains, man. What, I mean, we've been what doing is this labor pains. Zach's been too immersed in the project, Jesse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm nervous. I, I'm, I'm, you know, you put this much energy into something. I've never, whew, it's been a. Well, just uh, know, Zach, that it's, it's the effort that counts. So no matter what happens, it's a great, the movie is great. You guys did a great job putting it out there. And so whether folks, it gets in front of people or not, and hopefully uh, they're seeing it and share it with other people, I guess it's up to them. But uh, we, yeah, re- we uh, really we, do. We shut it around. We really do we encourage you to go watch it. Um if you hadn't already got your tickets, you better get them. Zach mentioned on a previous podcast that we were going up against the mighty Taylor Swift uh, here <laughs> shortly. Yeah, and yeah, that's in two weeks. So yeah. we got to. Oh yeah, how did we got? We, we, we should have asked me. Should have asked Jace. Jace could have got us Jace. in with Taylor. He knows we're acquaintances. Yeah. I probably could have pushed that through, but too late. I should have called you because you could have probably called her and just said, "You mind pushing your release out for about two weeks?" You you probably could have pulled that through. Yeah, or I just, just didn't, I didn't. Did some kind of joint venture, you know? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we just we'll go talk halfsies. about your thing if you talk about ours. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we'll promote we'll you. On everything. Yeah, that's right. right. I mean, come on, Taylor, <laughs> give us some love. This is well, the... I, uh, Willie's been you know sending out to all his friends uh, screeners of the film. I got one this morning. Uh, he sends me what they say back, and so he sent it over to Dave Ramsey, who is just raved about it and then said man this is said i'm not crying you are that's what he told willie <laughs> i'm not crying you are uh but he said man i think many people are going to come to know jesus by watching this and and everyone that we've showed it to is is kind of said the same thing so today's the day um the 28th i've been talking about the 28th for so long the 28th of september it's is here. here before us and um yeah it was kind of cool you know i was thinking about when we we went back and we did reshoots on this film um after we had did the final cut and there was there's one scene in the film you'll see it tonight if you go watch it um or this weekend uh where it's a it's a salvation scene really where Phil his character Phil shares the gospel with someone and um and when I when we when Andrew wrote it I was like man I just it kind of feels a little two on the nose and um and so i said let's kind of figure out a better way we can do it where it's not that like i don't know it's not on the nose and we're sitting there in the room and the actor who is not even a believer and has had a lot of issues with uh i think he's he's shared publicly that he's had you know issues with substance abuse in his own life and and uh some issues with his own earthly father and things like that he said man no do not cut any of this scene he said what he said last he said i'm a method actor and he said, which means I try to connect emotionally with whatever the scene is that I'm doing. And he said, man, when I was reading that last night in my hotel room, that whole thing about dying to yourself and being born again, he was like basically telling us the gospel that was in this particular scene. He said, man, that resonated with me. I found myself <laughs> in a puddle of tears on the floor of my hotel room, just weeping. Like I connected with that, that idea of the old man being buried and a new man coming forth, man, that do not change that. And we all just kind of looked around cause we're all believers and we're like, okay, we're going to go with it. And man, it, we're, it really did come out on film. You know, that, that idea right there that you, that, that you can become a new person in Christ, that you can be someone 
different, that the old man can be gone and all of the sin and all of the shame and all of the guilt can be buried and a new man can come up that's connected with Jesus um, by the resurrection. Um, And so, you know, that's the night will be the night where where you guys get to uh, see that. You know, it's interesting, Zach, because I didn't know all that. It's the first I've heard that. And but when I watched that scene, the, the what got me was then watching the rest of the film, um, is that the the actor playing dad, there was a confidence about him. I mean, he really is a good actor. There's a confidence about that scene that you could tell, and I didn't know it at the time because it was early in the movie. But when you then go back and watch him, where he doesn't have confidence, where he's trying to figure it out, he's trying to do what's best for us and the family, but he's unsure of himself, which kept leading him into bad decisions. Now it, it, it hit me when looking back, I thought, man, the man dad became was really the way that guy portrayed it at the beginning. That was so confident to share the good news in the gospel. So you do get confidence from that, what you described. And that's a, that's a beautiful story. Cause really the whole idea of the movie is to target people who don't know Jesus. So uh, for someone to hear and, and remember the power is not in, the Robertsons or dad, their powers in the gospel message. That's where the power comes from, which is why he was so impacted by it. Yeah. And he's completely unchurched, which yeah. is, that's the thing. I mean, it's like, this is not someone who has been raised in, I mean, this guy's from England. Um, and, uh, he hasn't been raised in kind of evangelical culture, or anything like that. And it was, I don't know, like when you see someone and they, and they hear the power of the gospel and then can articulate it back to you. And they're like, no, there's something there about this dying to self born again. Like, yeah, yeah, Cause these are religious terms we use a lot, but that's somebody who's not religious that hears that. And is like, that's beautiful. There's something there, you know? Um, well, so, well yeah, they do I'm have excited. churches in England, but <laughs> yeah, but there's, well, they they're... do, but, it, but <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's, well, it's, well, like, well he's from England. Secular. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I well, mean, I just mean he's not. Yeah, uh, yeah good point. I mean, I, I'm just saying he's not raised in kind of the southern, you know, Bible Belt culture is what I'm is what I was yeah. getting at. And, and by we, the way, we, most of the churches I went to in England were museums. Now, planning, yeah, but a, there is a movement of God. But, I, going but on there is a great movement. There. Well, I'm yeah. planning a um, trip to England, and I didn't want to get over there and say, "Hey, <laughs> tell Zach we got some churches over here." Yeah, so, <laughs> I, I know there are believers in England. Uh, yeah. But well, I think that, that and we guy, did come from there. So that guy, they miss it without realizing that they just missed it. Good news, gospel, Holy Spirit, there for in the waiting, and the ones who renounce their sins and turn to Jesus, then it really becomes critical because the fruit that they will now bear. When the change is over, by the power yeah. of the Spirit, love, good thing, love, joy, be good for people to have, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That's what is on the burner. That's what is denied or embraced. Well, that guy on yeah. the floor... He, he had the right idea. If the movie has the powers there, if the movie, if many, many, many are converted, well worth the effort, no matter what anyone says. 
yeah. numbers. It, yeah. And that, and it's the story of the gospel that does that. I mean, it's, uh, that's what, sure. you know, we're moved, we're moved by story. Yeah, I mean, it's I not rocket times, science. It's, it's, it's easier it's than that. Well, it's a combination. Yeah. Look, I've noticed, you know, we all kind of went to the same place without having a meeting about going to the same place. But, because a lot of people say, well, he hadn't heard the message, or but but I keep hearing this word power, which is what I was thinking. That's what's unique about the story of Jesus is that it is a story. It's words that you tell someone, but then there's God's power, which is, you know, in Luke, you're, we're talking about all these parables and what the kingdom is like, and it's like you plant a seed and... We're going to talk about the mustard seed. We just got finished about the fig tree and it growing. You're like, why why is he talking about things planted? And when you look at Paul's take on it, you know, to the Corinthians, just for a couple of verses in chapter chapter 1, verse 17, you remember when they were having all this controversy about who was actually doing the baptize? They were putting their faith in whoever baptized them instead Mm. of the reason for baptism. And he has that verse in chapter one and verse 17 that says, uh, but Christ sent me to preach the gospel, not with words of human wisdom, lest the cross of Christ be emptied, emptied of its power. And then chapter two, verse four, he says the same thing. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith yeah. might not rest on men's wisdom, but on God's power. And then what I think applies to our study in Luke is chapter 4, in verse 20, he said, the kingdom of God is not a matter of word, or talk, my translation says talk, but the Greek word is words, but of power. And that that's what's hard to describe about it. You know, it's not just like we have an idea. Or I mean, you know, forgiveness is great, but it's it's bigger than that. That being he was more, just yeah. watching what he had done to film, and got it, and he was crawling on the floor. We got breaking news. I love it when we have breaking news on the Unashamed podcast. Um, there's going to be uh, the Mighty Oaks 13th Annual Warrior Gala. It's going to be in the Woodlands, Texas, on October 14th at the beautiful Woodlands Resort. And uh, we love the guys at Mighty Oaks. And we know the speaker this year, Jace. You you know him intimately well. I know him. You are that man. I am. So tell us why, what, what, what you're going to talk about or why you're excited to go there. Well, we had Chad Robichaud on our podcast, and then we took him duck hunting. And... He asked me to come speak. He's trying to help these guys through their ministry and their program, our veterans dealing with PTSD. And so he said, what do you think? And so we're going to have some worship. I'm going to speak, and we're going to try to encourage our vets. And look, when you're when you're coming, it's not just to hear Jace, but you're also supporting uh, everything they're doing for veterans uh, and helping these guys out. So it is a fundraiser. We want to encourage you to grab your friends, your family, neighbors, anyone that has a heart for veterans. Uh, head over to their website. It's T-X-G-A-L-A, Texas Gala, T-X-G-A-L-A.com. Uh, that's where you're going to snag your tickets, find out all the details about this incredible evening with our very own Jace Robertson. 
Uh, so we look forward to seeing you there. That's TXGALA.com for tickets. Yeah, it's words that point to a person who has supernatural power right. that transcends you know, years later into people's lives. I mean, it's a connection with heaven and heavenly powers and unseen things that if you did see would probably just make you fall over into the fetal position. And it's comparative, though, to yourself. And so Zach described it. All of us have struggles. And so depending on how long we've been alive, those troubles tend to accrue, you know, over time. And so when you compare that to the power of what you're reading and listening to, you're like, there's no comparison. I need that. Like Time is a critical issue because if you look at all the conversion stories, I've just reeled through them years, 35, 40 years of preaching the gospel. And every time you, you really get to dissecting it, you, you see that they're, they're in their late 20s, mid to late 20s, early 30s. Well, they've got a track record. They, they didn't have track record at 18, yep. 17. Yeah, you're so living in your you parents' say, How house. come so many come? Because I've just noticed. I said, they're all, all run around 30 years old. That's when they make the move. But they got a track record now. And the track record based on in, in the face of the gospel of Jesus it, the gospel crushes it. Yep. It's, you can start over. Yep. You, well, my, my theory you, on You that. have to die and be buried. Mm-hmm. We'll fix it. get rid of you. And they're like, and you say, how old were you? How old were you when you were, how old were you? I was 31. I was 27. I was 28. I was 29. I was 32. It's all. Well, you remember but the, that's right after you made a mess of things. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, not only that, you have a track record and it stinks. <laughs> but oh, to yeah. Dad's point, it's more, and it's not. It's even bigger than culture because in, even in Jesus' day, guess when you were considered now a person, an adult, a person to listen to, thirty years old. That's when he started his ministry. So you're right, cross culturally, even that's about the age of that you finally are like, okay, I got to decide what I'm going to do here. Yeah. You know, so it's the same was, for his era. Sunday know. morning, there was a guy that, and seated over here, and we just were talking. Was, I would say it was about 40, 50 people. But I asked him what year it was, and I ran. And he said, what year it is? He said, well, it's, it's 2023. I said, well, ha, huh, that's what it is here in America, where you are now. So you came from Iran, yeah. I said, well, now you're here. I said, both countries are dating time by the same individual, Iran along with America. He said, I've never thought about that. I said, you count time by Jesus just like we do. Now you ought to make a move on him. Well, he 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 obeyed the gospel here. 30 minutes later, I was standing in the water with him. Starting over. Mm-hmm. That's so powerful. He, his his probably I, I'm I'm just guessing here, but probably he was a what's what's the bigger religious movement out there? I mean, he's probably originally Muslim. Muslim. I would I would guess probably yep. yeah, being from Iran. Well, they did change the Muslims did change the calendar, so they 
They tried to get they, they around. The Chinese did too. I lo- I love that what Jace how Jace put that um when he was talking about Paul's words, you know, I didn't come to you with wise and persuasive words, lest the cross be emptied of its power. I came to you with a demonstration of the spirit's power. Yeah, I think that's because I want to clear something up too. Like sometimes like we get a lot of not a lot, we've gotten some pushback on people when we say, or if you hear somebody on the podcast say that they converted somebody, you know, oh, you didn't convert anybody, that was God. No, no one's claiming to convert anybody in terms of like we it is the Holy Spirit. Everybody on this podcast believes that it is the power of the Holy Spirit that convicts people of their sin, that, that the conversion is done by the spirit that what we do, what we're, if anyone says that here, we just mean that there's somebody has got to tell them, you know, Romans 10, Paul says, somebody has got to preach the gospel to them. And so we, we talk How about, can they story. hear unless people share, right? Well, but, it, it, but I skipped over the verse that addressed that in the first four chapters of to the Corinthians, when he said, I planted the seed, Paul speaking of himself, Apollos yep. watered, yeah. but God makes it makes it grow, yep. and that's, that's why. Yes, but it, somebody's got to plant the seed. That like we're, well, when that, we say, yeah, that's passed on. There's one thing when you yeah. you come to Christ, you hear this power laden message. You know, faith comes through the message, but there's a power in that via the Holy Spirit that is unleashed. And then it it is seen by the world in the response and the transformation and the repentance process. But then you house that same power. So when you go out, because a lot of people, their biggest excuse is is like, well, I don't want to hear what you have to say because you're a sinner just like me. But this is not about me. I have something inside of me that is that is not just humanly, you know, yeah. Just based on my human origin, I, you know, I'm now housing the spirit of God, the mind of Christ. And so that is unleashed. I think the problem is, is it takes time. So that, that, that argument about, well, you're flawed. So how dare, how can you tell me about this? But God has given, given that to us and we plant, we water, but God is still the one making it, making it grow. He yep. makes it grow. Yeah, that's good. That's a, that's a great point. You know, I was thinking about like when you think about what that in the in the film and in our own lives with that baptism moment, what the what that like means. I was thinking about how much condemnation and fear and anxiety um people in our culture are under. Just with with fear that, ma'am, what about something that I did fifteen years ago that could pop up and resurface, you know, today and then I could be publicly humiliated. I could be fired from my job. I could be whatever, all the consequences that can come from the mistakes that we've made in the past, because now there's a, there's a digital footprint of almost everything we do. But, but what if somebody said there's a way that if you did this, if you, if you would follow this one person that all of your digital footprint would be just erased and that could never be held against you. It, it, that's, that's kind of what it is when you, when you come to Jesus, it's that, it's that, that whole footprint that whole all that evidence that was against you all the mistakes that and we've all made them that's the thing i think everybody in the back of their mind no one is good enough nobody really measures up if if you could see in the window of our own home when we lose our temper when we whatever is happening or if you could see that side of us then nobody's left standing and and what the gospel offers in christ is a it, it does offer a way to be new it offers a, a, a pathway to wholeness and to a place where there where there is no more shame. 
And there is no more fear. No, that's there good. There is no more guilt. It's you know? uh, Yeah, all on him, which is powerful. So, Zach, I'm super excited about one of our new sponsors, Hillsdale College. Um, I've heard about these guys for years, uh, and you were telling me you get stuff from them on a regular basis, right? Well, yeah, right. We were going going through the ads. We were, I looked on my desk, and I have the in premis uh, or in primus. I get these in the mail. Like, I don't know how often they come. They're really good little um, lessons. This one's called Imperialism Lessons from History. So I, I get these about once a month. I think they're really good. So. And they also do like a C.S. Lewis course there. Yeah, it's yep. an incredible, incredible university. Well, a cool thing that they're doing is that they're allowing you to to come and take things, uh, maybe stuff you missed uh, because you went to some other university that doesn't teach history, economics, literature, the, the great works. Since 1844, uh, they've been providing education and faith, freedom and character, Um and then they've got now some core classes that they're teaching on campus that they're making available for free online for anyone who wants to learn. So that's free. Uh, U.S. Constitution, C.S. Lewis, as you mentioned, Zach, uh, the Book of Genesis, World War II, Plato, Aristotle, free market economics. Uh, we could use a lot of folks checking this out for sure. They got 39 free courses to choose from. They're easy to follow. They're self-paced. So you can start whenever you want. Um, in fact, you can start right now if you want to. Enroll now in Hillsdale's Not For Credit Online Courses program. It's free. It's fun. It'll change the way you understand our country, the world, and your place in it. Go right now to hillsdale.edu slash unashamed to enroll. There's no cost. It's easy to get started. That's hillsdale.edu slash unashamed to register. H-I-L-L-S-D-A-L-E dot E-D-U slash unashamed. So we're in uh, Luke 13, uh, is where we're currently studying. We've been studying the book of Luke, and uh, we just got through a, a text, a passage in Luke 12, where Jesus gives a lot of warnings uh, to his disciples, but also there's a large crowd that's gathered. There's some religious leaders uh, that are, are there as well. And Jace, I think the last time that we were in the study, we did the first eight verses of Luke which is kind of an odd. Jesus was kind of using a couple of current events from oh, Luke thirteen. Yeah, Luke thirteen. Yeah. Look, kind it, it was a it was a passage I wasn't really familiar with, other than I had quoted Luke thirteen three hundreds of times, where it says, "Unless you repent, you will perish." I would use that verse as as like a response, you know. Yeah. You, well, you got to repent, Luke thirteen three. But as I read it, well, I had missed that. Sounds like, <laughs> sounds like you got a walker. <laughs> yeah. Someone's upstairs. I didn't even know we had an upstairs to this place. <laughs> I didn't either. Hang on. Y'all got some, y'all got some background noise? We got a walker. Yeah, we got, well, when I hear anything, when we're talking about the Bible and I start hearing something <laughs> <Yeah>. above. <laughs> From that above, sounded like, like soldiers marching. <laughs> yeah. I thought, what is happening? Well, you said repent or perish, and then I heard literally footsteps above me. And so I was like, which what is, is why, Which is why I said earlier, it's kind of a Bible study mixed in with like a wasp sting or foot. I mean, we don't, we don't break. There's a heavy-legged uh, redneck walking above us, I yeah, hope. Yeah, I'll fix the tilt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
This is it, guys. This is this is the podcast right here. If you first time here, welcome. You're on Spotify. You say, Spotify. "What do y'all do?" We don't take a break. We don't cut. We just Jace I mean, walked out of the room. Jace I mean, is what, y'all, what kind of what y'all ship we are? Right 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 I mean, we're Open trying to do a on podcast the here, <laughs> and they're I mean, literally just walking around. So y'all figured it out. All right. Problem solved. All right. Do you figure it out, Jay? Oh, yeah. Jay just looked at me like, hey, I'm working here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing a podcast. I guess nobody (laughs) can walk around on there on the Duck Call Room podcast, just walk around above your head. Yeah, he was was gathering. Uh, It's duck season, and everybody's got a roll. I wasn't there this morning, and evidently they had a couple bunches of teal that came in, and uh, they they didn't shoot well. Phil's being quiet over there. Most and, uh, flew away. Everybody's grumpy. And three or four were there with stayed there. I said, three or four. I said, we should have had eight or ten out of that. Yeah. And it it happened. It happened. So in Luke 13, you know, what I, what I had missed was there was a question involved here where, you know, the Pharisee, and I'll just read it just as a review. It says, now there were some present, and this is 13.1. There were some present at that time who told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. And it's it's not uncommon to what happens today. You know, why why does something bad happen? I mean, if you're claiming to be from God, why don't you fix these problems? I mean, here's... Pilate sacrificing worshipers. How, where do you square with that? Well, then Jesus. We don't get the background, but they were doing something godly and good, and then they suffered because of you know Pontius Pilate. So, so Jesus knew their heart, and he said, "Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered this way?" So he turned it around. He's like, "So what are you saying? They're they're worse." And he said, I tell you no, but unless you repent, you'll perish. And then he brings up another tragedy. What about the 18 who died when the Tower of Salaam fell on them? Do you think they were more guilty than all the others living in Jerusalem? I tell you no, but unless you repent, you too will perish. And you can go back and listen to the complete podcast, but the point is we're all perishable. We're all guilty. As adults, and it's not something that we like to really think about. And what he said is so radical because he's saying things happen. You know, we talked about John 9 with the man born blind. They they came up with the same thing. Because us as humans, no matter whether we admit it or not, deep down we think, you know, if we're pretty good and we do good things, and then we're going to have good things happen to us. And... We basically talked about when things are going well. That's that's a dang, that should be a danger sign for for your life. Well, and especially his 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 main thrust and point, as we discussed earlier, was that you're, nobody's good on their own. You can't do it by yourself, and so it winds up being a great picture of grace because when he tells the parable in six through nine, he basically is saying we deserve whatever we get, we can't do it on our own. But God in his long suffering and patience says, but I'm going to give you opportunities because of what I've done. And so 
ultimately that's where we land. It's not on us, it's on it's on Jesus. And so but he's talking to a group of people that haven't yet decided whether they're gonna follow him or not. Well so and, and it's the, in the midst of warnings, you know. Their main problem is self right he's talking right. to self righteous people. people. So look in chapter thirteen, chapter fourteen, chapter fifteen, you're fixed to see this come up. You know, this self illustration after illustration. Self rebellion is going to be addressed. The pig pen's going to come up in Luke 15, you know, but we're all familiar with that. What we don't spend too much time talking about, and I think it's even coming out of chapter 12 with, you know, a person who's got a lot of money, they're big and they're they're building bigger barns. And so what are they thinking? They're thinking, oh, I'm somebody. I'm I'm almost, I'm not the guy, but I'm God like. Yep. I mean, or, and why, why would I have all these blessings? Well, those kind of people is who Jesus later describes as it's very difficult for them to ever come into the kingdom. Yeah, yeah. I think a key a key thing here is too. You you hear this word self righteous, and it's usually attributed to what kind of people? Religious people, and it's it's the and, and it's easy as someone who is religious and a Christian, it's easier for me to kind of throw my own people under the bus. But the truth is is that you see through this, I mean, this is really the, the human condition, right? I mean, even in, I mean, even people who are non-religious um, or non-Christian there, that, 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 that self rights it's, it's what we do by default. We want to, you know, Paul says our thoughts, uh, the moral laws written on our heart, Romans two, and our thoughts def- uh, accuse us and defend us. And that's, I think what this is, we, we want to convince ourselves that we're great people we want to convince ourselves that, you know, that people get what they deserve and we want people to get, but, but when you look at your own heart, if you're honest, if you look at your own heart, then you, you know, what, what are you measuring your own heart against? And most people measure their own heart against their own heart. And we establish ourselves as what is good. And then that way, whatever we compare to ourselves is if, if we're, the, we're our own standard. I think what what Jesus and what the gospel does, which is so this is what's why it's so offensive, is that the standard is no longer yourself by which you measure how good you are. The standard is Christ. The standard is an infinitely good God. That's why when Paul makes his argument in the book of Romans, he gets to Romans three and he quotes, I think it's out of Psalms, or I mean, there is no one good, no one who seeks God. Like like we are not we're we're just we're not good in our, in and of ourselves and if you spend your life trying to convince yourself that you are then what's going to, going to happen inevitably is it's going to create a massive amount of anxiety in your heart and in your life because you're going to be so afraid that man what if they see the real me because you're going to have to hide that cuz cuz everybody knows in the in their in the or heart of hearts the real us is is we fall short we fall short of God's glory the good news of the gospel is is God is that God sees you in your in your rebellion, in your wickedness, in your brokenness, and He says, "I see you there." And and Romans five says, "Why you why you're there, why you're a sinner, why you're an enemy." That's where I died for you, right there. I see you. So don't say you're not that bad. You're actually much worse than you think you are. And that's where I see you. That's where I know you. And that's where I died for you. And if you can accept that, which is called repentance, right? We we accept that love, and then we repent. And we turn away from from ourselves and our own selfish desires, and we move towards God. We can experience this thing called intimacy. We can experience this thing called life. That's what the gospel brings. Yeah, that's good. Let's take another break. So, Dad, I know this is going to be hard for you to believe, but um, there's an organization out there that still backs Obamacare 
gun control, and extreme transgender policies that are endangering our kids. And they claim to be bipartisan, but the truth is that last year, 95% of their donations went to Democrats. And uh, I was shocked to find this out. That organization is AARP, um, and it doesn't represent the values of American seniors, which now all three of us are considered to be American seniors. So this should concern us all. Uh, There is a conservative alternative. I just found out about these guys. Lisa and I have already signed up. Uh, AMAC is what it's called, the Association of Mature American Citizens. And so they proudly champion America's right to free speech, religious liberty, and the Second Amendment. Uh, They're the leading conservative advocacy and benefits organization. They defend parents' rights to protect our children. They're also fighting to restore America's election integrity as well. AMAC is pushing back against the efforts to defund police, weaken borders, and indoctrinate and corrupt our youth. With more than 2 million members nationwide, AMAC is pro-faith, pro-family, and pro-freedom but they can't do it alone. When you join, you are given access to special low rates on cell phones, plans, health and wellness products, travel, lodging, vision, dental, prescription drugs. So join up today, as Lisa and I have. Let's send AARP a strong message that they don't represent conservative seniors. Join AMAC today at amacamac.us slash unashamed. That's amac.us forward slash unashamed. Oh, you're on to it there. You know, look, one of the most controversial things I ever said in a class, which I had half the audience come up and say, well, you're, you're wrong on that one. And uh, so <laughs> I went and studied and came back and said, nope. Did you, so did you say I could, did you say I'm a, I could, I could be, be wrong, wrong. study or no, that? No, that, was, that was earlier in my faith where I was so convinced I didn't even have the idea that I could possibly be wrong. But after I... <laughs> After I fielded all the uh, the rocks, dodged all the rocks that was being thrown in my way, I said, let me go look this up, make sure this statement was accurate. But what I, I read, we the right. Galatians 5.19, which is a famous list of sins, you know, and I was like, the, I said, these are not the problem. These are the symptoms of the problem. This is where, yeah, the, where they didn't good. like that. Yeah, right. And uh, And so I figured that they understood where I was coming from because of the James, you know, James addresses this. You remember when he said in chapter one, uh, when tempted, no one should say God is tempting me for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. Each one is tempted when by his own evil desire, he is dragged away and enticed. And he goes on to say in 3.16, for where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder in every evil practice. The self, you saying, putting your whatever's number one in your life or, or your own thoughts as God instead of God, that's the problem. Yeah, Because you can do that in different ways. Because the same people who are keeping the law, who are not doing a lot of those sins listed in Galatians 5.19, they're just as far away from God as the guy down in the pig pen yep. because he's like, well, by my own righteous acts. That's why I said they're just symptoms because pride is probably the worst sin. Yep. And, but we don't think you're like pride. Well, well, what is that? Well, if you think you're somebody and you therefore don't need God, even though that doesn't seem uh, real radical in the sin category, 
it's it's actually a worse place to be because you're never going to be open minded to anything God has or offers because you think you got it all figured out. No, I agree, yeah. and I think that's why Jay's that that Luke includes this next story right after this context we've been talking about because this is a classic example of exactly what we're talking about. So before you read it, I just want to say too, you know, in Luke's version of the Sermon on the Mount, going back to Luke six and verse twenty, just remember, you know, we we it, it was not fantastic news to read this. But it goes back to what he said when blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when men hate you. And then he goes to the woes. Woe to you when you're rich. You know, 25, woe to you who are well fed. You know, these are not sermons we hear in modern churches because we, we want to be comfortable. We, we want to think, oh, we... We've made it. Right. You know, that's our big, their big saying. I've had many people to me, you know, come up to me and they're like, boy, you, you made it. I'm like, why? Because I'm famous and I got got some money. <laughs> I mean, that that's a joke to me based on what I read in scripture. Yep. That is not the definition of making it. No. And you even see it in our, our investment world. You know, all these ads that, the last one I saw, it was like empower yourself. I thought empower yourself. Well, what is this fiction? <laughs> it was like you know invest and, and you have money and then you then you're empowered. You're empowered. You you can contr- you're control. They use those words. Control your own life. Rest. Control easy. your future. And I'm like, and what retire? That what what am I gonna do? Yeah. You know, retirement is right before death. Yeah. But you're like, yeah, you're empowering yourself. And, and it's a guessing game because you don't know. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, like a lot of people build their whole time up. I'm fixing to relax. I'm fixing to enjoy life. And then just like we read in the story, that very night your life is taken. You can't you can't put it in things on this earth. Well, that's my point. He's saying repent instead of retire or, it, you know, explaining away life's tragedies. He's like, no, you need a you need a new direction. You need to change. Well, however you've been thinking, we need to change that. That's right. So then he gets in. You're right. There's going to be a series of uh, of stories that that. And, and I love it because where we're going, just to give you, especially our new Spotify friends, to give you a glimpse of where we're going. It'll be a story about a person. Then it's a parable or two to illustrate the point. Then it's another story about a person. That's kind of what he's going to do these next few chapters. But even in that Luke six, he did the same thing. He told the blessings right. and the woes, and then one chapter over, he's like, "No good tree bears bad fruit." You know, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. It's the same thing he's doing with the illustration of the fig tree. Right. You, the, you, the, your tree is the problem. Yep. There's no fruit. Right. So we need to, we need to do something about that. Well, I have some. I have a. I have a seed for you. A new tree. Doesn't involve you. Yeah. I'm going to do this. That's right. It's on me. Yeah. This idea that you were talking about that that people say you made it and the this whole idea of power empowerment i was thinking of sprite used to have a campaign obey your thirst and it's like this as if that if i can have this sprite i'm going to drink this my thir- i'm going to obey my thirst and, and once i consume this beverage then i'm going to find whatever it is the fulfillment the joy i'm looking for and um, it's only good until the, the next sprite 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I, they're using thinking. godly principles to sell their merchandise. Oh, no question. Which is what no question. I'm all the time being fascinated by the contradictions there. But, but somebody might hear you and they may say, yeah, it's easy for you to say because you've got whatever you have in their mind that they think is what, if they had that fame and that money, that they would be happy. But there's this, uh, have y'all seen the movie uh, Wall Street, Money Never Sleeps? Uh, it's got Shia LaBeouf in it and... Um, and one of the, he's like a, he's an underling that's kind of trying to make his way. And I, I can't remember the, all, the whole uh, setup of the movie, but there's this moment where he's talking to the head of this major investment bank. And he's kind of the young guy that's up and coming. And this other guy is running the show and his character, he looks at the main guy and he says, he said, what's your number? And this, the head of this investment bank's like, what do you mean? He said, what's your number? Like everybody's got one. He said, what do you mean? Like there's a number that you have in your mind that when you hit that number, that amount of money, then you're like you're gonna walk away and you'll be you'll be satisfied. You'll be it'll be what you've always wanted. What what's your number? And and I it's one of the best scenes in any movie to illustrate the point that you just made, Jace, because you know what the guy's response was? What? He said he said, more. <laughs> he doesn't and want to know. He, uh-huh. he said more, and and I, you know that, and that's man. This is true. That the problem with more is that once you have it, you still don't have it, and and yeah. that's the thing. You think this thing is out there that, man, if I can consume this, then I'll be happy. Then my heart will be satisfied. And and that is the the when you mentioned that verse about where each one is dragged away and enticed by his own evil desires. I mean that's. That's what's coming out of the heart. That's what it's, it's a desire for consumption of more thinking that we're going to be able to to consume the things that were made by our own hands. And somehow that's going to fulfill us. But Paul's pretty explicit when he went in to the Areopagus and he said, God doesn't live in the temples that are built by your hands. He's not served by human hands and you're not going to be fulfilled by consuming the things that you make. I mean, think about that. You're making these things. You're like, how can that possibly fulfill you you know so, my, yeah. my number is two hundred dollars <laughs> based on the movie valdez is coming i talked about it 472 <laughs> podcasts ago roughly so spotify folks you gotta go back and dig two hundred because if you got two hundred dollars you pretty well got it made for the day <laughs> Two hundred dollars. Go watch is, the movie, and then you'll understand what I'm saying. Understand. But there was an injustice that happened, and an ex-marshal was like, you know, this this family of the guy they killed a guy, yeah. and, and it was the wrong guy. And so, so that's they, why they, Valdez was coming, right? That's right. Yeah. And they they just said, well, forget her because she uh, was a Native American. So they they were racist. I mean, there's there's a lot of spiritual what's undertones. The, what's the movie called? Valdez. Again? Valdez. Well, you got to say it right out. <laughs> Valdez is coming. Valdez is. I'm, I'm, and I'm so he convinced the town. I'm, I'm going to give you the spoiler alert because this movie is it about is. 75 years old. So if you haven't seen it by now, doesn't matter that I'm going to tell you. But he convinced the town to give uh, this Native American woman and her kids $100 if the guy who ran the town, who had all the money, if he would give 100 It was one of those <coughs> situations. You give 100 I'll give 100 Let's take care of this injustice that happened. Take care of the widow and the orphans. True religion here. Well, the guy that had all the money, who has 
tens of thousands of dollars. And back then in the old West, I mean, he, he's just loaded. He's like, I'm not giving that woman a hundred dollars. And so Valdez kept coming <laughs> saying, Oh yeah. So then they said, we're going to, we're going to kill you if you don't keep asking for that hundred dollars. And so Valdez kept coming. And what, they didn't know was Valdez had a set of special skills <laughs> that he had learned while being a Texas Ranger. And that's why it's called Valdez. I won't tell you how it ends, but it was all <laughs> over $200 for the well-being. I think Valdez got $200 worth of vengeance. So I said I had $200 with an asterisk, which is wasn't much even back then. But there was an injustice done, and it was just the right thing to do, and it, it would help them get on their feet. Yeah. And so that's why I said, whatever, there's a, you know, you need enough money to get on your feet. But you, you make a good point. Let's take our last break. You make a good point that it's never enough, even so you could go as a little number, a big number, use more. Well, that's why I went with two hundred dollars. I wasn't being I know, I got sarcastic. It. I got it, it. you don't really need all this. There was a, a real life situation I just saw recently to what Zach was describing from a movie, but I was actually watching it. California was having this debate, I think it was in Oakland, over reparation. And these people are getting up and they're giving their ideas. These are just people that live in Oakland, you know, and everybody's throwing out numbers. You know, what would it take that we're going to be okay now with everything that's ever happened to any African American in the history of, you know, America? And one guy said, whatever the number is, it's not enough. And I just thought, that's it. I mean, if, if that's yeah. where you were trying More. to gain your. You know, that everything's you can, good. You, you know? see this in your everyday life. You know, we, Missy come in there and she's like, look, things are breaking. You know, Missy's fixing them up. Okay. But she wanted to move a door. She said, if I ever told this story that I would be in a lot of trouble, but here we go. But she's, she wanted to move the door at my house in, in, in Louisiana because it's turned into a, a little cage for my animals. Because if they get outside that room, they poop all over the house. So we have a fence up there. Well, people, I have about three doors that you can enter my house, but everybody comes in there. The dogs go crazy. Is this the first one you see? It's right there on yeah. the corner, yeah. So she come in there, and all she was giving me the list of all the things that that was wrong with the house that we were fixed to fit. And everything, I was like, yep, yep. Most of these things were a danger to ourselves or others. I was like, yep, need to fix that, fix that. And we got a little baby running around there, fix that. She said, I want to move that door. I said, nope, not, not moving the door. <laughs> you know, She's like, well, it's an inconvenience, you know. But I was thinking, well, it's going to take a lot of money to tear out a whole wall. So then we got into this debate. I said, I take the same money and let's find some orphan kids. Let's do it. We're not moving that door. I just thought that crossed the line from the $200, in my opinion, to, to move a door. I just couldn't do good. You should have said Valdez is coming. And to my wife's credit, she thought about it, didn't like it at first, but she said, no, I think you're right on that, you know? And so what I'm saying, I was trying to apply what she said. Well, that's easy for you to say. Yeah. But the only reason I'm coming from that is I learned true joy through, we've been talking about this movie. You know, when, when Phil gave his life to Christ and, and mom as well, and our, our family started over, 
Well, we didn't have any money for years. And so fortunately for me and you, we found true joy and true happiness and money wasn't involved at all. So we survived. Yeah, exactly. So so later on in life, you know, because I, I made, not only did I not pursue wealth, you know, that was a frustration moment for my wife and I, because every time I had a chance to be promoted or do something that would make money, I'd always say, well, that's not going to make you happy. Because I was going back to my childhood. I was like, I'm not pursuing that. And so finally I told my wife one time, I was like, "We're get, get it through your head. We're never going to be rich, ever. That's not going to happen. So, which turned out to be completely false. However, my point was I'm not pursuing that. Therefore, I think when you know this show happened and the blessings did pour out, I think we navigated it better than most reality. Go go Google reality stars and see what happened when they became famous and got a lot of money. It was like a bomb going off. There's <laughs> like a reason the, the most depressed people on the earth someone wrote an article about are lottery winners. Yeah. Because they thought, boy, if I just win the lottery, then they won it, and it was just Chaos. all downhill. Yeah. Everything destroyed. So that's what I was basing that off of. So I think it was the pursuit of people. Zach made that point earlier. People say, well, yeah, you got, you've got something. But it's like, no, wait a minute. We've been saying the same thing with nothing over something. It's, it's the pursuit of people over property possessions yeah. or procedure. Read our, read our story. Read our text. So, yeah, we, so we can, can talk about we'll get into the weeds. On so that. on a Sabbath, verse 10, on a Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues. A woman was there who had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward and said to her, Woman, you are set free from your infirmity. What a moment. Then he put his hands on her, and immediately she straightened up and praised God. That could be just a T-shirt right there. Indignant because indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, The synagogue ruler said to the people, there are six days for work, so come and be healed on those days, not on the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. The Lord answered him, you hypocrites, doesn't each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or donkey from the stall and lead it to give it water? Then should not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has kept bound for 18 long years, be set free on the Sabbath day from what bound her? When he said this, all his opponents were humiliated, but the people were delighted with all the wonderful things he was doing. So why don't we do this in the in the bonus time? Why don't we address the the thing that people don't really address when they read this is this is one of those few moments where you're at a worship service and somebody does something and then the people in charge come in there and they have a public argument yep. which is horrible, you know, cuz all the people sitting here they had to be uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm like, they're like, well, I mean, he just healed a woman. I should, I'm clapping, and then the guy up there, quit clapping for that. There's a time and place for that. This is not it. So, and and it just made me think of how many times I, and there's only been a few. I actually experienced it, yeah, me too. Where something like that has happened at an assembly modern day, and I can think of at least two, but I thought we could. That'd be good. We'll talk about that. We have an overtime segment uh, for our new Spotify folks uh, that uh, you go to blazetv.com slash unashamed is where you get this uh, new 
bonus uh, uh, overtime stuff that we do, as well as everything that Blaze has to offer as well. So we'll see you over there. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.